Welcome to the Mindful Meditation Journey Podcast. My name is Jennifer Grove, and I'm a wellness retreat leader, yoga and meditation teacher, and a multiple business entrepreneur. And I am obsessed with helping you treat yourself like the beautiful soul that you are. So if you're looking to make shifts in your life, your meditation practice, your relationships, and yourself, then you've come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite mindfulness within yourself to be, do, have, and treat yourself with whatever your heart desires. So I want you to think of this podcast as your dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. So leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you can incorporate to create a reality of mindfulness and bliss in your everyday life. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you for pushing play today. And now, let's begin. Hey guys, welcome back. Actually, I should say thank you for welcoming me back. I know it has been quite a while since I dropped an episode. I um, went on my uh, retreat. I hosted a gut health wellness retreat with a gut health coach, and that was absolutely amazing. And then went on vacation right after that. So there wasn't a whole lot of time and space or energy to be able to create an episode. Not that I didn't think about it, especially with the topic at hand, you know, regarding anxiety, because it was interesting that anxiety came up quite a bit throughout the past two weeks and how anxiety affects the body in different ways. Because that, um, you know, that physical impact of anxiety on the body can be persistent and it can be disruptive. So it's very interesting how that takes place. And I'd like to talk about that today, um, really going over maybe some of the, some of the signs, right? Because we all know that while anxiety has this like direct effect on our mental well-being, sometimes we don't really remember or realize how detrimental it can be to our physical health, right? We don't realize that, oh, that anxiety I had, I'm feeling it in my shoulder. I'm feeling it in my low back, those pain receptors. So in that reaction to that physical or that mental fear, our brain actually does send these signals to our central nervous system to kind of activate that acute stress response that we have. It's what we all know and what I know I've repeated several times in various episodes. It's that fight or flight response that we have in our bodies. And the thing is, is that if this response is really activated continuously, like on a regular basis without like, honestly, 
a real apparent, like no real apparent cause or, or over something that is just so freaking minor, like it's a minor inconvenience, but we're still activating that fight or flight response, our body gradually starts to wear down. It doesn't feel good. And so I wanted to talk about and bring up some of like really the most common physical manifestations of this anxiety response that happens in our physical bodies. So play along with me a little bit here. And I'm really hoping that the sound is okay because again, <laughs> my microphone's just not working. So I've got to figure that out. Oh, drives me crazy. But anyway, <laughs> so let's, let's kind of talk about, and I want to go over several different things like, um, hormones and, and dizziness or shaking, maybe hyperventilating or heart rate increasing or muscles tensing and migraines and like, oh, our immune system, maybe trouble sleeping or the weight gain, blood sugar, maybe sweating or just even gastrointestinal distress. Okay. Because coming off of this gut health, uh, retreat, we really dived into the gut health and how it affects us and how stress responses affect our digestion. So I hope that you get a lot of information out of this episode today because I'm really feeling very called and very passionate about sharing this information with you. It's, it's important and it's helpful. I realized just how important and helpful it was over the past two weeks with my students and my attendees, like hearing their aha moments from their retreat and around their gut, around how they have changed some of their habits have been just life altering for them. And it it warms my heart so much. So really the first person, let's just dive right in. Like I want to talk about the release of hormones as anxiety affects our body, right? Think about it like this. When stress or fear or anxiety starts to activate that fight or flight response, I'm not sure if we all understand, but our body starts to prepare for either staying to fight the stressors that we're, we're feeling or to flee from them. So it releases these increased levels of cortisol, adrenaline, and numerous other hormones. And in small doses and when necessary, like when we're really in harm's way, these hormones give us our best, 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 best chance at survival. But on the other side of that, when they're produced over this long period of time, like we're always staying in this mode, problems start to occur. Cardiovascular, digestive, immune, respiratory, central nervous system, all of these things start to compile, right? So 
it's really important for us to watch and keep keep an eye on our stressors, how our anxiety is affecting us, right? And maybe some things that we can do for it. And today I, I'm going to say, I really want to just talk about like how anxiety is affecting our body. I don't, I'm not sure that I'm really going to share um, a lot of what we can do to keep these stressors at bay, but just to bring them to our awareness. I think that's very important, right? Because we are all intuitively able to take care of ourselves, take care of our bodies, and we can do the research ourselves, right? Talk to your doctor, talk to um, healthcare providers, do research on the internet, just make sure it's a valid source that you're researching, okay? <laughs> um, another one is... And, and I'm bringing these up. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm bringing um, some of these up because these were triggers that my students at the retreat kind of brought up, right? So there are so many more, I know that, but these are some that were actually brought up and that we actually talked about. So I have my notes for this, just FYI. <laughs> the other one I wanted to talk about was dizziness and shaking. Right. So think about it this way. During like acute onset stress. Blood rushes to the parts of the body that may need it most for that fight or flight, like our heart and our extremities. And think of it this way, that rapid blood flow, that rapid movement of blood flow can honestly cause us to feel lightheaded, to feel dizzy unsteady or god forbid even faint okay we can even have like tingling sensations or numbness in our bodies and that surge of these hormones through our entire body can also cause some uncontrollable trembling fidgeting um it can cause like just restlessness in the body and even in like, I don't know, typically calm or manageable situations, this can occur, right? If we continue to stay in that fight or flight mode in our bodies. So it's really important that we allow our bodies to rest, relax, and digest. And digest it, everything, you know, mental, physical, emotional, digest it. Another one is hyperventilating. Whew. I haven't hyperventilated in a very, very long time. I think it was in my like early 30s um, and anxiety hit me really hard and I was hyperventilating. I had no idea what was going on. Um, I've had an episode where Jeff, my spouse, has hyperventilated um, so much so that we were in the emergency room for it. You know, I, he, he did have a condition, but he got himself so worked up that he started to hyperventilate. And that, that is actually one of the most common, immediately noticeable physical symptoms of anxiety is like this shallow, rapid breathing. That's when we, that's when we really say, oh my God, you're having an anxiety attack. 
where some other things you're just like, oh, I don't know what it is. I'm not stressed. I'm not anxious. This is one that people say, oh my God, yeah, you are totally having an anxiety attack. But this is really just a defensive response to a stressful situation, whatever that situation is. Those short breaths allow the lungs to take in more oxygen and spread it quickly to the body parts that need it most, right? But this can cause us to feel as if though we're not getting enough oxygen and we're having trouble breathing, which can then, as you should be aware, lead to more anxiety, right? Lead to like a heightened anxietal state. Then changes in our breathing is caused by anxiety that can even trigger sometimes asthma symptoms, um, a whole so that like it increases our anxiety. It makes it harder for us to breathe. Our throat starts to close up. Like hyperventilating is, is severe, right? Why do you think they drop those bags when you're on a plane? If you've ever been on a plane where they, um, they drop the, the bags for you to breathe, right? People hyperventilate. <laughs> Let's talk about another one. Um, increased heart rate that kind of goes along with hyperventilating by the way because your your heart rate starts to increase and see the heart automatically starts pumping more quickly when our body starts to divert blood and oxygen to the muscles that it thinks will be most beneficial in a stressful situation okay and this can cause the heart palpitations, some chest pain. It can, it can even increase the risk of high blood pressure or heart disease in some situations. Not all, but, you know, in some. And think of it this way. That prolonged, heightened blood pressure that can lead to the heart, the brain, and the kidneys having some issues if they're left untreated. Like, Anxiety can be very detrimental. And they did, I think, um, I was researching it. They did a study, I think it was at Harvard Medical School, where they took some, some medical, um, some, some people, like medical students, and found that these people with anxiety and already had established heart disease or heart conditions are twice Okay, twice, double guys, likely to experience a heart attack. That is crazy. I mean, that's what we do to our bodies when we stress our bodies out. So we want to be relaxed. I mean, obviously there are moments where we're going to be stressed. But if we don't understand the effects, and that's what I wanted to bring to our awareness today is the effects that anxiety and prolonged anxiety can have on our physical bodies because we know about a lot about the mental state of it. Like think of muscle tension and migraines. I don't get migraines, um, but muscle tension, I do. I know exactly when I'm stressed out, when I'm feeling overly anxious. It has shifted in my body and now it is in my right shoulder, my right shoulder blade where I, when I get stressed or I get really anxious, that's where it shows up and it shows up in full freaking force. 
see what happens with anxiety when when our muscles start to start to tense. It's like this pre- preventive kind of measure to withstand any stress and avoid an injury. Okay. So prolonged periods of muscle tension, like if our muscles stay tight for too long, it can lead to a lot of aches, a lot of pains, knots and tightness, right? Why do we, you know, go see a, a massage therapist or a chiropractors? Because our muscles are tight and they're tense. There's knots, right? We got to work this stuff out. And I can tell you this, the people with anxiety, they really do. I, I, I found this out. They report a lot of like pain in their neck, their shoulders, their back, their, their jaw, right? Cause you clench your jaws. I used to do that. I used to clench my jaw all the time and I didn't even know it. Teeth grinding. Teeth grinding is one. I used to have a, a, um, a bite guard because I would grind my teeth in the middle of the night and I had no clue I was doing it. Maybe even restless fidgeting. Sometimes um, I find my dad does that, the restless fidgeting around, right? So like we just start to be aware, start to notice what's happening in your physical body. That's, that's my point here. I want you to be aware of what's going on in your body. Um, if your immune system is not up to par, if you're like, why am I always getting a cold? Why am I always sick? It's probably could be related to those spurts of, of regular stress, right? Our immune system gets this temporary boost of increased efficiency when we have this these brief spurts of regular stress, right? So with this repeated or this chronic bouts of anxiety, the immune system can suppress itself, causing us really to catch colds more frequently, get the flu or, or other viral infections, right? And I can tell you excessive cortisol levels, like when they increase and they stay increased, they can really prevent anti-inflammatory responses in the body and the natural immune response to fight infections, which is why sometimes it's harder for us to get over a cold or it's harder for us to get over the flu because we've depleted our body so much that we don't allow it to rest, digest, and be able to repair itself. What about trouble sleeping? I hear this all the time from so many people where they're like, I just have trouble sleeping. Well, are you? my first question is, are you stressed? What are you worrying about? Oh my God, everything, right? Because a good night's sleep, guys, is necessary for our regular day-to-day functioning, right? Anxiety over like an upcoming test, a meeting, or some other stressful event or moment can make falling asleep and or staying asleep or getting restless sleep really, really difficult for us. And think about it this way, over an extended period of time, feelings of anxiety or panic start to arise over the thought of not being able to sleep. Like how many times have I heard people say, and and you may know this, you may be one of these people, or you may hear somebody that does this, right? Like they just have this anxiety. They have this 
not being able to get a full night's sleep. They're just restless all the time and they start complaining about it. And it's, it's a valid complaint. They don't feel good. Right. And it's because their body is not resting. It's not repairing itself. This leads to like insomnia. Um, some, what are some other things like mood swings, anxiety disorders, like severe insomnia, impaired thinking. How many times do you like not get a good night's sleep or have you ever not gotten a good night's sleep? Let me put it that way. And you're just like, you have this brain fog the next day. Like you just cannot think properly. You're like, I don't understand what's wrong. Well, it's probably because you didn't get a good night's sleep. And one of the most like biggest complaints is weight gain, right? Excess blood sugar, weight gain. And that's from our hormones, right? Like cortisol and um, what is it? Epinephrine. Yes, epinephrine. They're released into the body in this reaction of stress, okay? The liver produces more glucose for energy, which increases our blood sugar. So in the short term, the body reabsorbs this excess sugar. But when this blood sugar is elevated like over time for an extended period of time, we are predisposed to like developing diabetes. Anxiety can create so many diseases in our body, right? Anxiety also can increase our cravings. If you didn't know that, like, ha have you ever seen, um, I do know several people that have this where when they get anxious, when they get stressed, they eat, right? And they eat comfort foods. Our body goes to that comfort food. We're looking for something that's high in calories, high in fat, high in sugar, like ice cream, chocolate, French fries. That is my go-to French fry. Oh my God, I want French fries, right? And this can cause our brain to produce more serotonin but it can also result in increased storage of fats in our body, which creates that weight gain. It's like a vicious cycle, guys. <laughs> and what about sweating profusely? Like when you are anxious, oh my God, our human body has two types of sweat glands. Just FYI, I don't know if you know this. One is the encrine and the other is the apocrine. And they're both located all over the body. So when feelings of anxiety become active, the sympathetic nervous system, these sweat glands, go into overdrive and lead to this excess perspiration. That means that when the blood travels to the muscles, the blood vessels constrict in order to divert the oxygen. And constricted blood vessels cause an increase in body temperature which triggers the sweat glands in an attempt to cool down the body. Guys, I did not know this until I was researching it. Makes total sense to me now. Excuse me, I had a little, little hiccup there. The last one I want to talk to you about is gastrointestinal distress, gut stress. Okay. Why? Because that's what my retreat was gut health. So I want to talk about gut stress. The body can generally figure out which functions to prioritize in any 
any given situation. However, chronic anxiety can interfere with these self-regulated processes. The anxiety response blocks digestion and relaxes stomach muscles, causing nausea, diarrhea, and sometimes stomach pain, as well as an increased need to urinate or a loss of control over our urination, right? I, either or. So some people with anxiety can also, not always, but can experience a loss of appetite, have an increased risk of ulcers, heartburn, or acid reflux. Like any of these can take place. And this all has to deal with gut, the gut health. Okay. There has been such evolving research, such evolving research. And I absolutely love this. This has been mind blowing for me. Amazing. And it shows that there's this direct communication between the brain and the intestines. And this is called the gut-brain axis. I learned so much, guys, about gut health with Gut Health Coach. It was absolutely amazing. I just cannot boast about it enough. And I will put her information in the show notes, just FYI. <laughs> but I want to say, like, this connection, this gut-brain axis connection causes sufferers of digestive issues, people that have digestive issues, to experience higher levels of stress related to serotonin and serotonin transporters and causes people with anxiety disorders to have a higher likelihood of developing digestive diseases like IBS or FD, right? IBS is irritable bowel syndrome and FD is functional uh, dyspepsia, okay? So bottom line is anxiety affects our bodies physically. We already know it affects our bodies mentally and emotionally, but it also affects our bodies physically. And I think a lot of times we don't realize that, which is why I wanted to bring it to the forefront today. I am going to drop some, um, some information in the show notes for you. I hope you have loved this podcast episode. If so, please let me know. Um, you can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me through email. You can reach out to me on my website. I'm going to drop um, my gut health coaches information in there if you'd like to research with them. She's absolutely amazing. I actually have two of them, so I'll drop both in. They're amazing, wonderful. Um, they have so much knowledge. I have learned so much from them in the past two and a half years. So thank you guys so much for allowing me to drop some knowledge on you about anxiety and how it affects our bodies. I look forward to chatting with you again really, really soon because I am back home for the next month or so. Have a great, great, wonderful day wherever you are in the world. I love you so very much. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra love and inspiration by following me at Jennifer J. Grove Yoga and Wellness or visiting my website 
at jenniferjgroveyogaandwellness.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and create the mindful and blissful life that you deserve.